to this, another episode of This and That. I am your hostess, Christine Jobson, and I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. It's been a little while. I have missed you guys so much. Thank you for bearing with me. Life has been crazy, to say the very least. How is everyone doing? Checking in with you. Have you been spending time with yourself? Have you been resting, sleeping, eating, taking breaks? It's so important. I sincerely hope that each and every one of my listeners is doing well, and not just doing well, but I hope that you are thriving. Okay, good people, the topic of the day is Kamala Harris. (sighs) I just got to say, as a black woman born in these United States of America, I am proud to say the very least that Kamala Harris was chosen as the vice presidential running mate for Joe Biden. Very recently, it is the first time that a woman of color has been placed in that position. Not only a woman of color, to be more specific, she is both Asian and Black. Uh, Her mother is Indian and her father um, Jamaican. So I'm proud in a couple of different ways because my family heritage is from the beautiful island of Jamaica. So I'm excited in all of the ways as a woman, as a person of Jamaican descent, as an American, as a black person. I am so proud that she was chosen. And not only that she was chosen, that she is quite capable She is intelligent, experienced. She takes nothing from no one. She is a formidable foe. And it it has been my pleasure to watch her in action in the Senate. And I just am so excited and I look forward to seeing how things go with this election. So the first thing I wanna clear up is the pronunciation of her name. It is so easy. It's Kamala. If you think of a comma and then you add la, Kamala. So simple. I know a lot of people want to mess that up. And it's mostly because people are lazy. So let's join hands and decide that we are going to pronounce this wonderful woman's name correctly. It is Kamala Harris. I'm so happy to be speaking about her today. So I have seen some very disappointing posts and comments on social media about her, namely posts that question her blackness. It is so amazing to me that only when a person uh, gets into positions of power like this, that all of a sudden her blackness is is a question a woman who attended an, an HBCU, is a member of a black sorority. Oh yeah, that's another reason I'm proud. Because she attended an HBCU. Like, amazing. I believe it's Howard, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, wow. Wow. She went to a, a historically black college. 
just like I did. And that brings me so much pride because the HBCU experience is like no other. So first of all, she's never denied her blackness. How can someone denying her blackness attend an all-black school, join a black sorority? It's ridiculous. Yes, her mother was Indian, okay? Her father is a full-fledged Jamaican man. Not sure if he is living or deceased, but last time I checked, if one of your parents is black, at minimum, it makes you mixed. And if we think back to the times of slavery, she certainly would have been considered a black person. Her daddy was black. It's, it's mind-boggling. And why is this even a topic? Why am I having to talk about this on this podcast? Because people are making it an issue. And so I've made it very clear to my followers on social media that if there is anyone who wants to question her blackness because her mother was Indian, you can consider yourself blocked and deleted from my page. If you want to question her blackness because she fell in love with and married a white man, you can consider yourself blocked and deleted from my page. If you want to question her ability to become the president because her parents were immigrants, again, you can consider yourself blocked and deleted from my page. She was born in America, as was I. My parents were born in Jamaica. My brother and sister were born in Jamaica too. They moved to America. I was born in America. I'm an American citizen. If I wanted to run for president or vice president, I could. Just like Kamala, because Kamala is American. Why all of a sudden are we acting like all Americans, except for the people who were here when colonizers showed up, everyone else is an immigrant. Everyone else, white people, black people, all immigrants. Now, we understand that black people were forced to be here through the slave trade. Not sure if there were any black people here prior to that, but we know that Native Americans were here long before America was quote-unquote discovered. So no one should really be talking about this whole immigrant status with disdain. Her parents were immigrants. She was born in America. She's American. I really hope that that's clear. Anyone who wants to question Kamala's blackness because she has light skin, you can also consider yourself blocked and deleted because guess what? Having light skin does not make her not black. Black is beautiful. Black comes in all shades. You can be as dark as me and even darker, or you can be light like Kamala, but you're still black, okay? All of the colors in between, brown, dark brown, light brown, you're still black. Hello, and no one should be questioning her blackness because she has light skin. Again, most of us, if we were to do some type of 
DNA testing or Ancestry.com or something like that, we would discover that we are all of some sort of mixed heritage. So, again, why does this matter? Why is this a point of discussion? And what has been especially troubling is to see some of this commentary questioning her blackness coming from black people. It is exhausting. It is disappointing. It is annoying. If I see it on my pages, you can consider yourself blocked and deleted. Black people know that there's all kinds of black people all over this world. And the fact that we're making this an issue right now shows the direct results of white supremacy. Because instead of standing with this woman, we are questioning whether or not she's black, which is insane. It is literally insanity. Her father was a black man from Jamaica. Okay, I've said that several times. I think I've made myself clear. I'm just, I am disappointed. I have to say that. But you know what? If no one else will stand with black women, I will. If black men won't stand with black women, I will. If other black women won't stand with black women, I will. If white people won't stand with black women, I will. It's a personal journey. It's a personal responsibility, I should say. And so black women have been the backbone of the Democratic Party for decades, generations. And finally, one of us has a chance to represent the party. Everyone should just be falling in line, in my opinion, in the Democratic Party. That's my opinion. Because if we are tearing each other down from within, can you imagine what the other side is going to do? They've already started. They've already started with all kinds of ridiculous commentary that I don't even want to go into because it is exhausting. However, it is expected because they're the opposition. We would expect that we, were hear, that we would hear some, some negativity from the other side. What I don't like is to hear it from within. And guys, here's the bottom line. If you no longer want Donald Trump to be the president of the United States, then you have to support the Joe Biden-Kamala ticket. There is no other option. There is no third-party person who is going to win. Your choices are Trump, Pence, and Biden-Harris. Those are your options. You have to choose. However, reluctantly, you may not love Joe Biden. You may not love Kamala Harris. But if you dislike the current leadership, then you know what you have to do. You've got to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And not just vote, but lend your supportive voice to the movement. Your money, your, your, your voice, your energy, your social media spaces. Use them to lift up the ticket. Don't tear it down. Because I'm telling you, it will be a repeat of 2016 with Hillary Clinton. So many people hated Hillary Clinton so much 
Well, they hated her so much more than they hated Donald Trump. And so they either did a protest vote or they didn't vote at all. I don't care what side of this thing you're on. You could be a Republican, a Democrat, an independent. If you are eligible to vote in these United States of America, you must, you must, especially black people, especially women, because we did not have the right to vote. We did not have the right in this country. And many people bled and died so that we could have that right. Please exercise your right to vote. I don't care if you vote for Trump or Biden. Everyone should cast a ballot and make their voice heard. Please vote. What that means is you need to get registered to vote right now, like tonight, like tomorrow is too late. Right now in this moment, stop what you're doing, figure out what the procedure is for your district, your county, your state, and get registered to vote. If you can, vote early. We see what's going on with the vote by mail process. The postal service is being, I hate to use the word attacked, but that's literally what's happening. So it would behoove you to avoid the last minute rush. And if you're gonna vote in person, Fine. Whatever your plan is, have a plan, be registered in advance, and do whatever works for you. But don't just sit back and allow the process to happen without you. If you're a citizen, if you're eligible to vote, go ahead and get registered. It's our duty as citizens to exercise that right, that privilege we have to decide the future of this country. I know I will be voting. I hope you will too. All right, folks, this brings us to the end of this episode of This and That. I thank you so much for listening. I'm your hostess, Christine Jobson, and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Goodbye. I don't think you're ready for this.